Welcome to the Sin of Our Fathers podcast. I'm your host, Mark Kuhn, joined as always by my oldest brother, Michael Kuhn. Hey, hey, hey. And my middle brother, Matthew Kuhn. Hey, guys. We are quickly approaching the start of the NFL season. It's very, very exciting, which means that we are going to be back on a hopefully regular basis. Uh, time will tell. Um, knock on wood. Um, but here we are. We just watched the third preseason game. Very, very exciting. Um, and we are Three rapidly. Oh, baby. <laughs> yes, sir. We, Unde- can't, we can't be beat. Undefeated. Um, not in 2021, but in this season. Um, well, it is 2021. We didn't play. Um, anyway, uh, on Tuesday, we are approaching roster cuts down to the 53 man roster. So. That's what this podcast is going to be all about. Our predictions, who we think is going to make it, who we want to make it, um, who we think we can get through um, on the practice squad and not and still keep around. Um, so we'll get started. There's a couple of different interesting position groups um, and interesting ways that we could orient the roster as far as how many different players we can keep at certain positions. And that's what we're going to be talking about, offense, defense, everything in between. Um, so... Uh, we could go a number of different ways with this, boys. We could start. Um, we could go through each different position. We'll, let's start on offense. Let's talk about the specialty players. So let's talk about the running backs, wide receivers. Um, some of them are are set in stone, like quarterbacks. Don't think we're going to keep three quarterbacks. Um, but running backs, how many do you guys think we keep? Um, obviously, we got Chubb, we got Hunt, we got Felton, um, and then we have. Darnus Johnson. Um, do we think we're going to keep all four? I think it's a matter of whether you consider Felton a running back or a wide receiver. He's. We'll talk about him, I think, in both categories, and we'll talk about him in both categories throughout the year. Um, I do think all four of those players make the roster. I don't see how, if you're picking the 53 best football players that you can, that there's a way that you could move on from. Darnus Johnson is really the only one who I, I think would even be remotely at risk of being cut, and he doesn't deserve to be cut. He's, so uh, but he's, he's a very, very good running back. And so I think if you're looking at the, the, the long term of the season, if, if you do have an injury to Kareem Hunt, you feel really, really good about being able to have Dernis Johnson come in and take some of those carries. Yeah, and like you feel like the Rams would kill for Dernis Johnson right now. They just yeah. traded for Sony Michelle. Like, Dernis Johnson's certainly an upgrade there. Um, yeah, and I, I feel like Felton is just about a lock because of his versatility and what our team likes to be able to do is to be able to swing him out wide, keep him in the backfield, mess with defenses in that way. Um, and he's proved that he can do both things. And, and he's also been effective on special teams, um, which it, going into last year, JoJo Natson was a, a return specialist as a sixth wide receiver on our team. Um, and so... Dernis or Demetric Felton can kind of take over that role, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Michael, what do you want him to see us do with the running backs? I mean, I think it's pretty cut and dry. I mean, it's it's Chubb and Hunt, Dernis Johnson, and the last guy there is um, Demetric Felton, and it's going to be those four guys. It just depends on how you count Felton, but it's going to be those four guys, and Andy Janovich is the fullback, and that's the backfield. I just don't think it's even a question at this point. Well, I mean, not all teams keep four running backs. That's not the yeah, most but, normal but thing. Felton, so it's not cut and dry. It's not like a dumb question. But Felton isn't like just a running back. He's playing what in the slot as a wide receiver, and he's playing special teams. So, like, I mean, it just depends on where you want to count him against the roster. But he's going to make the roster. So I, he wears number 25, so it feels like you have to count him as a running back. <laughs> not in the new rules. Yeah, and this is a situation – I don't think there's a market out there. Like, nobody's really giving up um, valuable draft capital to, to trade for a running back at this point in the season. But if if somebody did want to, I, I could see us trading from a position of strength here. If somebody wanted Darnus Johnson, for example, and there was good value to be had. Yeah. Could be something to consider. Um, but I, I don't expect it just because there's no real value in that running back position. I think it weakens our um, our room a lot too. Like I don't think they 
like our ability to run at will uh, with our offense is definitely a point of pride there. And so I feel like you take Dearness Johnson out of the equation and you don't feel as confident in your abilities if one of those top two guys goes down. And I just think he's cheap. He doesn't cost us anything. Like, you might as well hold on to that guy. I mean, I just don't know what you'd really get for a Darnus Johnson in a trade scenario. Yeah, no, and I, I don't think the I don't think the market's there at all. Um, what is the role for Johnny Stanton? Do you think Johnny Stanton is able to 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 stick around on the practice squad? Is he a practice squad player for another year? And I mean, may, the thing maybe is- he could come up and, and fill a role um, on special teams or as a like a spot tight end if we if we need help there late in the season i mean he's clearly a guy that's like on the edge but it's a matter like you go to the rest of the positions in the team on like the offense and i don't think you end up with a spot for johnny stanton when you there's just not room and so i do think he's on the practice squad the browns are benefit from the fact that there's not a whole lot of teams that even like roster a tight end and so i think he'll continue to be on the practice squad and if andy janovich gets hurt we have a like really solid option like sitting there as a fullback that could also fill in, like you said, in you know, in a pinch, in you know, maybe like tight that end Harrison Bryant type role yeah. at tight yeah. end. If and I mean, like, be. if you're a tight end, isn't it a win just to make the practice squad? Like, you're already in such a niche market within the NFL to be or a like full, fullback. A fullback, or fullback yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, fullback. Um, like to even to make the practice squad is that's a win, and I don't think people are going to sign him away. Like, it's about. I agree it's with a, Michael. It's about all I could hope for. And then what about what about John Kelly? Is, oh yeah, it's is, true. Is he a guy that we want to keep around on the practice squad? Running backs kind of fungible. Do we do we see anything in John Kelly that that is special well, that we should keep him around for? I mean, obviously, he is working really hard and he has some talent. He can run the ball well. It's amazing the way that he keeps his feet underneath him at the end of those plays. Um, he will not go down. Um, and I think a bunch of Browns fans are going to be like beating their chest to say we have to keep John Kelly, but, like, what what, what are we going to do Yeah, with I him? mean, we, we had this like, conversation uh, with Dad when we were watching the game. He's like, we've got to find a way to keep this guy. And, yeah, John I, Kelly's been, been decent in the preseason, but y- you can't keep him because he's not adding any value. Like, he's, he's never going to see the field. Um, and running back doesn't have a long shelf life, so you can't just store him away for later. Yeah, like – and nobody's going to trade for him. Like, it's just he's going to make our practice squad. It's probably nice to have a practice squad running back. It, to me, it could be John Kelly or it could be anybody that John has high, ups, high upside that we pick up yeah. um, from cuts. Um, I think that's pretty, that's pretty clear. Um, but it's a shame because he is working his tail off and he did make some nice plays. But it's just the reality of the situation. He has, such, he has such a hard time changing direction. Is is like even watching some of his runs today. Like, if if he doesn't get ahead of steam in the open field where he can, yep, very Der- very Derrick Henry like. Yes. So he could be the best running back in the NFL. Yes. Well, he, in time he should he should go <laughs> he to Tennessee to the right and be a backup. He should be their backup. Honestly, fit you right have, in. You don't have to change any approach. <laughs> yeah, you know what you're getting there. Um, okay, so then we so we got quarterback. We got two. Baker and, and, th- and those two are Baker and Case. Baker and Case, yeah. I think um, it has to be from a contractual standpoint, unless somebody makes an offer for Case Keenum via trade. I think that's, that's the only yeah. way that would make sense. But I don't even think that Kyle Aletta, uh has he played well throughout the preseason, but then he had some really terrible throws in this game that we just watched. A couple of bad interceptions, and like if you think that he can replace Case Keenum and be cheaper, then but we're not in a pinch right now to like make that decision. Um, so, so we got uh, two quarterbacks, four running backs, a fullback. We're at seven right now going into the wide receiver position, which is chock full of talent. Tons of wide receivers on this roster that I think a lot of teams in the NFL would like to have, would like to roster on their 53. Um, so the obvious, you got OBJ, Jarvis, DPJ, um, then I think Schwartz is another obvious one. Um, those four, because we just drafted Schwartz, high draft capital, haven't gotten to see him a lot, which is unfortunate. Um, and then that's where it gets interesting. 
you have Higgins, and you got Kadero Hodge, which I think is the next tier right after those four. Um, and then we, we've kept six wide receivers in the past, but this is where that um, Demetric Felton roster position because we haven't so kept. Would it be five? We haven't kept four running backs, right? And so um, I I think that the writing is on the wall that Kadero Hodge is going to be the odd man out. Is it Kadero Hodge or is it Rashard Higgins? So Higgins didn't even play today. Like I think it's a given that Rashard Higgins is making the team if they just. I think Hig- the Higgins today. had a Higgins had a hamstring issue that he picked mm. up in in practice midweek. I but, missed that. Um, I I think it's close. Hodge does more for us, like across across the whole team. Which skill set wise, I, Hodge I, makes more sense. I think might be in his favor. He's also making more money this year than Rashard Higgins, believe it or not. So it's six one half dozen the other. They're both on one year deals. Uh, who do you who do you trust more if you have to have like a long run on offense? Like we can find people to play special teams, um, and we have those guys on offense. Who do we trust more? I would rather have Rashard Higgins. And it's not even really close for me. Like, we have DPJ, we have OBJ, and we have Schwartz now. So, like, Kadero Hodge isn't – that's, like, the fourth field stretcher. Like, yeah, it's, not, I, it's, I, not, I, it's not like we're, like, lacking in that department anymore like we, we have been at times. And Rashard Higgins is just so money. He's so solid. There, he doesn't do anything flashy, but – He's so solid. Given, he has that I do with Baker. say, I do say, I would say that at this point, with the emergence of Donovan Peoples-Jones and him getting, you know, taking a significant step, seemingly from his rookie season, it feels like um, Hodge is duplicative. Whenever you like look at their skill sets, like they're very similar players and like what they bring to the table from a receiving standpoint. And so I wonder if it makes sense as you're kind of building the whole receiving core, if it, if you kind of just want a little bit of different guys, you know, people talk about building that basketball team. And I think that DPJ and Hodge are pretty similar in their skill set that they bring to the table as receivers. I don't know. But then you, but you do have to think about who's going to play special teams for us because that was something that. Kaderil did. Yeah, who are, and like, who, are we just going to gun? Who are our gunners are on we special just gonna, teams? Can Schwartz do that? I mean, he'd be he'd get down the field faster than anybody. Can he make a tackle? I don't know. Would he break? I don't yeah. know. I mean, he se- it seems like he'd be fantastic with it. I feel like Felton will do that. Uh, Dernish Johnson will do that. We've seen him play as a gunner on special teams. Um, yeah, Hodge Both. is really good. Hodge at Hodge is so good at it, though. Yeah, he's really good at it. Like, because that's kind of like the flip side of this coin is whenever you're making these decisions, you also have to think about the third phase of the game and you're taking away I, what in I, that front. I mean, I, I think Hodge is going to be the odd man out. Um, if I'm Andrew Barry or any decision maker in the front office, I am kind of making it clear to anybody who calls asking about if anybody's available that Higgins and Hodge are probably both available and see – for a trade. Who you, who you get the best offer for. Yeah. You definitely are trying to trade whichever guy misses I'm not, out there. I'm not attached to, to either of them. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So do you guys think that we go – you think we go five wide receivers let's there? Do, let's do something crazy. Let's just cut Jarvis Landry. And we'll keep them both. Save $15 million. And put it where? For this Roll season. it over next year. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Um. Yeah, I wouldn't be upset. I mean, <laughs> it's not the. I mean, it's not the craziest idea. Could you imagine? I, I, Could I, you imagine? I can't imagine doing that at this point. Like, Wait, like cutting the, who? <laughs> Jarvis. The the turmoil that it Could would. Could you imagine cause? the like deflated balloon that the Cleveland Browns would be heading into the Chiefs? <laughs> yeah, they they won't do that. That would be the. I'm worst. quite certain that's not going to happen. Um, From a purely analytical standpoint, if people weren't people. <laughs> then that would work great. <laughs> yeah, so I think uh, I would be surprised if Kadero Hodge is on this team uh, come Wednesday. And, you and think, I, I think it's likely that he gets traded for a late-round pick. 
And you think we end up with five wide receivers? I do. If we're counting Felton as our running back. All right. Because I just don't see how the math works out otherwise. All right. What about the other guys, wide receivers that have stood out, like Davis? Like, you think we can hold him on our practice squad? Davion Davis deserves to be on an NFL team. There's no doubt in my mind. And I think the Browns benefited in an odd way by him getting suspended for a 2019 incident for the first two games of the season. So we don't have to make a decision on what we want to do with Davion Davis because he's not going to count against the 53 for these first two weeks. So he's going to be suspended anyways. He's going to be off to the side. They're going to have a decision to make a couple weeks into the season. It'll be interesting to see if we can sneak him onto the practice squad but, or what but, we want to do. But who knows what the situation is there. You may, you may have an injury where a guy goes down, say Schwartz pulls a hamstring again. Yeah, and, and he needs six weeks on the yeah on the IR. Right, great. Put Schwartz on the IR, activate Davion Davis, and now you feel pretty good about the the right. group that you've got. Yep, there's a, you know so there's always movement on the roster. I would I would love to get him to the practice squad if there's not room for him on the on the fifty three, but that dude can ball. Phenomenal yes. hands, phenomenal hands, body control, and it's that uh, touchdown catch. I mean, he's and had that multiple. one that he plucked right there on the sideline. He's had multiple. It's insane. Fun to watch. Um, yeah, Davian Davis is the only the only one of the rest of the group that I I think I have any attachment to. Uh, Jamarcus Bradley is good. I wouldn't hate to see him on the practice squad. He's kind of like a he's got all the same skills that Rashard Higgins has. <laughs> I feel like they they look identical. Um, but I'm not going to lose sleep if 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 he goes somewhere else but of all the other guys i would just move on from yep i'm not i'm i don't need jojo natson around i don't need who even are some of our other wide receivers that's about that's about all of them. that's about the extent of my yeah. knowledge <laughs> after jojo i don't yeah. i don't think there's, we have any more there's yeah. no one else worthwhile i mean um no yeah. one else is in consideration so i what, i just cannot wait to actually see Schwartz play with some regularity. I, I just want to see him run in a straight line on the sideline and have Baker throw him the ball 70 yards downfield. We were talking about this. I think he's going to be a DPI machine. Yeah, like that first one at the beginning of the game. I'm all about it. Um, okay, well, let's move on. So then we, uh, with the five wide receivers, we're sitting at 12. Kadero booted. Um, consensus pick. All right, so moving on to the tight end. Um we got Hooper, Njoku, Bryant, and... Those three are locks, and I think the question is, is do they decide to keep a fourth receiver on the active roster or not? A fourth tight, tight end. end. Fourth yeah. tight end. Yeah. I mean, last year we did almost the entire season. We yeah. had a fourth we had tight end. And like that's why I'm particularly comfortable saying five wide receivers is because of the offensive formations that we typically run we're very heavy with our tight ends and so you don't need a sixth wide receiver on your active roster necessarily um if you're the cleveland browns you really don't think they want to have a fourth tight end i i think they ideally would want to but there's not a clear choice i tend to agree with that and so i'm interested to see how they play this one if they try to cut it close and leave somebody on the practice squad that they could activate you know, there's those two kind of flex spots that you can activate people from the practice squad on a given week for the active roster. I, I could see that happening uh, for a guy like Franks. or. I feel like that's the most likely scenario because I don't think we currently have a, a tight end around in the building that's worth that fourth spot. You know, Steven Carlson uh, was a very good blocking tight end and had a wide receiver background, which is, is very odd. Um, we had that guy, was it Connor Davis, uh, was, was kind of in that mold, but he got hurt and he's on the IR now. What about, um, what about Kajus? Kajus? <laughs> you can hardly get it out. That guy, that guy <laughs> was so garbage. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I, I, I don't see us keeping a fourth tight end around cause I just don't we have so many good players that are at the margin at other positions that are adding value to this team. I just don't see them keeping around a guy on the active roster like Jordan Franks, who is kind of one-dimensional, 
or uh, Mark Away or any of those other tight ends that we have that we're currently running out there. Um, so I think I think we're going to run with three. A guy that I'm really interested in is Harrison Bryant hasn't really done anything in the preseason, has he? He's, I, he's been out there, but I'm I not worried about Harrison Bryant. I can't remember like a a, a thing. I don't. I don't think he's at risk of not making the roster like at all, but I'm just like wondering about his development, his kind of like inclusion in the, if, the overall offense. If Harrison Bryant is in year two, exactly what he was in year one, I'd still be happy. I mean, he, that, had a, he had a fantastic first year. To your point, like, can you think of anything that David Njoku's done in the preseason? No, but he hasn't played much. And like, has maybe Harrison Bryant hasn't played at all. I don't know. I think he's played some. I've seen him out there for sure. I don't know how much though. I think they've been pretty, pretty careful with the tight ends. I don't think they've given him a whole lot of run. I think they feel pretty darn good about those top three guys. I do too. Um, it's an exciting position group. Um, and so you think we just like swing people in, keep them on the practice squad, yeah, rotate okay. them in and out whenever we need if there's any injuries, which is inevitable for the tight end position. Yeah, like, and we can and with the, with the new ro- roster rules, you can elevate two guys from the practice squad uh, for for a game. So you could have two two tight ends on the practice squad, and maybe they have differing skill sets, and you elevate one depending on kind of what you think you're going to need or what you're going to be running um, that next week, and it gives you that added sense of flexibility. And quite frankly, I I just don't think. If our if our top three are staying healthy, I don't think we need it. Yeah, right yeah, now, especially with Andy Janovich, and we didn't see it a lot last year. Andy Janovich is a great pass catcher out of the backfield. That's one of the the like weapons, the skills that he brings to the table, and he has had some great receiving years in Denver um, in the past. Was not a great receiver last year, but I think that's something we're going to see more. So being able to use that flexibility kind of makes it so you don't need four tight ends, especially if you want to keep four running backs, say. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, um, so three tight ends, uh, that brings us to 15. Um, let's move on to the offensive tackles um, as a whole. The offensive line is interesting because we got so many people that are uh, in those backup roles that are playing flex, that are swinging around, playing a couple different positions. Um, but tackles, we got... Um, I think it's Wills. hard. It's hard to look at just tackles versus interior. I almost feel like you have to look at the whole offensive line. But like tackles, you got Jedrick, you got Conklin, and then I feel like you got Hudson, uh, and those are Hubbard. Like, uh, well, yeah, and Hubbard, but Hubbard also plays and can play interior too. Yeah. Um. I mean, but like if one of our tackles goes down, Hubbard's playing. Yeah. Is the next guy up to oh, play tackle? Please. I, I do not. I do not yeah. want to see James Hudson play a snap of regular or postseason football this year. Yeah. I I don't want to see it. And like I know we drafted him in the fourth round. He has been awful in the preseason. Like a a total complete liability. Like we we were talking about this before we came on the pod. I I think it might be worth trying to to cut Wash or Hudson and try to sneak him on the practice squad. And like from what I've seen, I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna lose sleep if somebody picks him up and takes him onto their active roster, and we lose him. Because what what is he adding for us right now? He we nothing this season. The time that we've spent to teach him. All right. So I like, mean, let's go across the offensive line. Like, do you think that's even a likely we've, scenario? There's, we've we've got the top five. The top are, five are locked. locked. It's Wills, Betonio, Treader, Taylor, Conklin. Those are locked for sure. And then beyond that, in my mind, Harris locks is a lock. are Nick Harris, um, Michael Dunn, and Chris Hubbard. I I don't see any way that we're moving on from any of those guys. Do you, do, is, is there an argument from either of you? Chris Hubbard might be the only one. Who we'd have to trade him. We'd have to trade him, uh, but I could see there being a trade market for him that would significantly impact our depth. In my mind, I, I just don't think, think they're going to do that. They're not going to do that because then we would have no swing tackle. Like they're not going to roll with James Hudson. I I agree. So I I, I think they're locks. So that so those that gives guys us eight. those eight are locks in my opinion. And so then it's a matter of who else do they keep. I think I'm inclined to think that they keep Hudson. Simply because of the draft capital they spent on him, and they want to make sure they hold on to him. But I like your thought of he's 
sucked balls in the preseason. So, like, let's try to see if what happens when we expose him to the waiver wire and see if we can just get him on the practice squad. But, like, what what gives us a better team this year? Like, you think it's Dunn or Forbes? Well, Dunn's a lock. Or, but or I mean, Forbes, those are the Forbes, or do you think it's we've, Forbes or Hans? We've got Forbes, Hans, and then Sanat is is probably the 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 guys we're looking at there, right? Um, Didn't Alex Taylor get hurt? Alex Taylor hurt was cut with an injury designation, probably with the intent to try to bring him back. I would imagine. Yeah. Um, at some point, get him on the practice squad or the short term IR so that he can come back. Um, so Alex Taylor's out of the picture. I think that helped Chris Hubbard a lot, kind of secure because we don't have that like tackle depth. Um, I'd, I would rather go with Forbes and Hans at this point. I than, just don't think Forbes or Hudson. Hans. Yeah. I don't think you need both Forbes and Hans though. No. I like you feel you great about one. you feel great about um, Michael Dunn. And I don't know what Michael Dunn's he's got a little injury right now. He's got now. a back injury. So I don't know how significant that is. If that's significant, maybe that changes my tune a little bit. But I th- think they like Michael Dunn's flexibility in the interior in particular. And so I don't think you need to get both Forbes and Hans in there. And honestly, Forbes hasn't been all that great in the preseason. I've been and pretty disappointed today. Yeah, I've been pretty disappointed. So maybe like the answer is built in based on the injuries that we've seen with so Forbes. It's Hans. You know, and like <laughs> he's the last man standing then. Yeah, and they can maybe sneak Forbes on the IR or something like that in order to like maintain rights for him. But Hanson Hudson? I mean Hans Hudson. Hanson Hudson maybe to make My- it nine. Assuming everyone's healthy, my vote is Forbes and Hudson. But, like, we're talking 10 offensive linemen if we do that. Do we, like, assume they're going to come up with – I mean, we're picking two of these guys, and that brings us to 10 total offensive linemen. Or is that what we think they're going to roll in with? That seems like no, a lot. No, you, you, have, you have the five, the starting five. Then you have Harris, Harris, Harris Dunn, Dunn, and Hubbard. And Hubbard, that's eight. And then you just pick one more of – uh, but you, we're all suggesting two of them Forbes. between Forbes, Hanson, Hudson. And yeah. Matthew mentioned Sanat as an option as well. I think you just pick. Mm, yeah. It's hard to only pick just, one of those I think those you guys. just pick Hudson. I think, we, I think we probably end up just sticking with Hudson. I think, I think that makes our team significantly worse this year because – you cannot play him. But I don't think it'll be and a problem to put Hans back on. Like, we got him from a practice squad. I think we can put him on a practice squad, and it's not going to be. I, I I, think he's probably shown enough at this point. And, there's, a, and there's enough teams in the league that are running a similar run scheme that he would get picked up. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, for example. Blake Hans might be able to start for them as a guard. The Chicago Bears, they don't run the same scheme, but... but this is, the hardest, but this is one of the hardest spots on the whole team for me. But you're saying nobody's trotting Hudson out there. Nobody's trotting Hudson out there. I mean, I'm super hesitant to give up on Drew Forbes, to be perfectly honest. Uh, Drew, Drew Forbes is tough because he was a late-round draft pick, then got hurt, spent time on IR... We liked him enough to, to send him to short-term IR. It was that whole deal where we cut Robin, Greg Robinson so that we could keep Forbes on the roster to then Guys, get him on IR. This, at the beginning, at just about this time last year, we were wondering whether he was going to be our starting right guard or Wyatt Teller. Like, yes. It was a complete toss-up heading into like last preseason. Yep. I mean, he, he carries some weight with this team in this front office. There's no doubt. But then so he... Like, but then he Opted out, which I'm not holding against him, but he hasn't played football for a year. And, and it kind of shows. And he hasn't looked good. Yeah. And so I I think guys like that you you maybe need to move on from. I mean, if it was up to me, I would I would keep Hans probably over Forbes at this point. I know purely on traits you keep Forbes, but I'm, isn't that what we with with this much like I feel like we're good, and this is our last person that's making the roster. I feel like you don't cut you cut people based on ceiling and floor, right? Like you keep the high ceiling, and you keep them on your roster. You don't let them leave, and you keep training them up. And so, in that situation, I think you keep Forbes. 
But I also think that that ceiling exists for Hudson. And I think the same argument can be made. I think we leave these, if we're like trying to form what we think the 53 is going to be, we can't make this decision without figuring out what, how many spots we have available. Whether we're keeping one of those, like three or four, think, or whether I, we're keeping two of them. Okay, well, we can come back to it. Um, but so that would be eight more with two question mark, like whether it's one or two. Mm-hmm. So there's a question mark. So then we're sitting at 23, um, possibly 24. I, I think if we only keep nine offensive linemen, there's no way you can keep Hudson. Right. If you, I feel if that you, way too. If you only keep nine, there's no way you can keep Hudson. I think I agree with that. I right. agree with that. Um, all right. Well, then that wraps up the uh, wraps up the offense. Um, let's move on to the defense, where we have a similar situation with the defensive line. Um, that is a absolute mess. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's not a mess. Like it's a good situation, but there's just a lot of people that are in a very similar tier, and especially in the in- interior defensive line, where I have I honestly don't know. Which yep. direction they're going to go? Well, knock off the locks. Like, who do you consider locks on the defensive line, Mark? Miles. Yep. <laughs> Agreed. Um, yeah. I mean, then we got like Clowney. Um, yeah, I think there's five locks. They, I, I think it's Garrett, Clowney, Malik Jackson, Andrew Billings, and Jordan Elliott. Tack McKinley. Oh, you think those are the only locks? And you could probably I mean, throw Jordan Elliott. Are they really going to get rid of Togia? Are they really going to get rid of well, Elliott? I don't think so. Yeah, no. They're not. So I just don't think that's, that's going to happen. Seven locks. Togia is a lock just based on draft status. And after today's game, I put McDowell on as a lock. Like I just yeah. don't see them moving away you, from you, him. You can't cut that guy. I just don't see how they could um, move away um, from unless him. Unless there's something weird going on personally or in the locker room where... Yeah. Yeah. Which we're just talking purely on football, football. like yeah. from what we can see and observe from like a talent standpoint. So that's eight. So that's eight dudes. Mark mentioned there's that whole crew and you don't really know what's going on. But McDowell's the only one that's flashed like significant ability amongst any of these guys that are like, you have to keep that guy. Like, and we know the ceiling is much higher than what we've seen already. And so I, I think there's no doubt they keep him. So that's eight. That's three DNs, five interior defenders. Right. So who's the fourth defensive end? That's like the most interesting conversation to me. It seems like it's pretty much between Porter Gustin and Joe Jackson. Right. I, I think so. Curtis Weaver's kind of is on the outskirts there, but he hasn't um, been good. I, there's no way they keep him on the active I, roster. I don't think we do either. Um, I, I would go Joe Jackson. Why Joe Jackson over Porter Gustin? I like Joe Jackson's length. I like what I've seen from him, his development over time, um, his production in college. I, I just Joe Jackson, to me, can kind of do it all. Where I, I feel like Port Augustine, everything he does is just based on hustle, and those guys kind of scare me. I also feel like the time window is running out on Port Augustine. Yeah. He's like the athlete that you like kind of took the bet to on. He needed those steps, and, and he like, just hasn't. This is yet. like the third full year where you're like hoping to see it happen. And I think you can, you're kind of at that decision point where you, you're probably safe to move on. You know that there's not a whole lot more ceiling to be reached at this point. You kind of know what you got in Port Augustine. Um, that, but I'm I think fine, if you're, I'm fine with what we got in Port Augustine, right? Well, like well, it's like a, it's a sure thing yeah, from a fourth, from a fourth DN, DN, it wouldn't be like it's not terrible. No, yeah. you know, I I'm think with, it's be, it's more than not terrible. I I think it's a toss up between the two of those guys, and I can make the argument either way. I I think that is the argument for Joe Jackson. They're very different players, and the reason that I think Gustin might have a better chance is that Joe Jackson's the bigger guy, and we were just talking. He, Oh, we already locked in five defensive tackles. And we talk about Jadavian Clowney being a guy that can play inside and that might be like the best lineup. Like I think you want somebody that with a little bit more athleticism. Twitch off the edge that can Yeah, I, I think Gustin just might fit what they need to round this group out a little bit better than what Joe Jackson brings to the table. Is that's my initial take. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And with some of those interior guys, they can play like big end. 
like Malik Jackson could yes. play like oh, yeah. big end. Malik McDowell could play like a Chris Jones yes. big end. Yes, uh, definitely. If, if you needed to, but and not, I think they will that, do like, that. Twitch. They will do that in certain instances. And so I just think that that's unfortunate for Joe Jackson because I do think he's played pretty well, and I do think they like him. But he's the one that gets butted out in that situation. When you start thinking about the flexibility of some of those interior guys, um, could we could we keep ten e linemen? Could you keep Gustin and Jackson? And well, and another guy we're not even talking about is Sheldon Day that I think has been yeah. like one of the more professional like like solid contributors so far on the interior of this defensive line. Like, honestly, if you were just looking by merit, he would make it way ahead of like a Tommy Togiai at this point. Tommy Togiai's looked pretty lost, Yeah, but they're not going to get rid of him. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to get rid of him, but sure. I mean, Sheldon day, I feel like deserves to make the team. If I'm just looking objectively. And I don't, I don't think he's going to. And I think he was, on track to make the team until McDowell started flashing. You're probably right. And McDowell took his spot because there's a lot McDowell's of McDowell's making this team. There's a lot of locks on that interior defensive line and McDowell moving himself into a locked position. Yeah. Is going to oh, kick everybody out. And then Marvin Wilson's done. Marvin Wilson's toast. Yeah. We he, haven't even mentioned his he, name. He could go to the practice squad and I would love to have Marvin Wilson on a practice squad. Um, but has not done anything to deserve a roster spot. Yeah. I mean, I would say that they're going to pick between Gustin and Jackson, and I don't know who it's going to be. My pick would be Gustin simply because of the different skill set. Um, and, and that's go, nine defensive linemen. And go five with the DT. Four ends. Four ends. Nine total. I mean, yeah. I think it could just as easily be Jackson, but I I think Gustin makes a little bit more sense um, as I think about the unit as a whole. Yeah, and I would I would try to add uh, Curtis Weaver to the practice squad if we can. See if you can give him another year to. Oh yeah, fig- and, figure and out and the Marvin Wilson life. for sure. Yeah, um, but I'm with either of those guys. I'm not going to be. Uh, I'm not going to shed a tear if they get an opportunity elsewhere. Um, okay, so with the nine defensive linemen, four edge, five defensive tackles, we come to – that's nine additional. We come to 32, assuming that we only keep nine offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. All right, so then moving on to the linebackers. Um, you got JOK. <laughs> this is a weird group. You got Walker. You got Taki Taki, Phillips, Fields. Um, Can we talk through the Phillips situation? I, like, should know this. But he's hurt. He's he practicing tore his bicep. Again. Oh no, Phillips. Yeah, like he's going to count against the fifty-three, though, right? Like, or yeah. is there a way I for th- us to like? I are we going to have to keep him? I think this is going to want him to return. Yeah, we have to keep him through. I forget what the date is that we have to keep him through, but he we can't cut him right away. Well, we wouldn't. We wouldn't. We can't put him on IR right now. So we've got to keep him through initial cuts. And then we can put him on IR. So as we're accounting for the 53, he's on the 53. He's, he's one he's of the linebackers probably, that has He's going to be one of those. It, unless we want to put him on IR first, then it'll be done for then the year. Then he's in for the year. Um, right. that, okay, so, that was my understanding too. I just wanted to make sure that that was the case. There's been a lot of conversations about maybe doing a, a Drew Forbes situation with him. Keep, it, keep him through to try to slide him onto the short-term <laughs> IR and use a guy like Malcolm Smith um, – who is in a unique his he's a veteran so he's not subject to waivers so you would cut Malcolm Smith on cut down day telling Malcolm Smith we're cutting you so that we can get Phillips through to the IR then we're going to re-sign you throw you a bone in your contract maybe give you a little bit more money to to stick around and do that we're going to buy your son a new bike for yeah, his birthday <laughs> exactly um and just kind of do that kind of roster juggling um andy janovich is another guy that's kind of in that situation that's not really a, a risk to be signed away by another team um and has kind of a, a non isn't subject to waivers i don't think um so that we might do that with two guys so there might be some like Malcolm Smith might get cut and don't 
worry. No, that sounds good. I would love it for them to do that just because he's not going to contribute for the at least the first half of the season, I think, like with his torn bicep. Like so he's going to count against this 53. Um anyways. And there's yeah. no there's no reason not to. If you see a clear like way to do it and a path to get it. We don't know if Jacob Phillips is going to recover from his torn bicep in time to play to come back. this year. But yeah. if he does, I I want him to be available. You know, if he's out 16 weeks or something and he can come back for the last couple of games of regular season and contribute in the playoffs. Great. We'll take By all it. means. Um, yeah, no, I mean, that sounds great. If that's something we can do that, and that would work out, that seems like an, so I, th- I think Phillips is going to make that roster. Do we need to have an, another conversation about who takes his spot when he moves to the IR? Because we're not rolling with four linebackers. The other linebackers would be Walker, I mean, JOK, Taki Taki. Fields. Malcolm Smith. Malcolm Smith. Malcolm Smith. Yeah. Like, I mean, we, those we are the guys I feel strongest about. Walker, JOK, Taki Taki, Phillips, but like he's not going to be available for a while. And Smith. I think that, honestly, Mac Wilson got lucky. I, that's my assessment of this situation. It's Mac Wilson or Elijah Lee, right? Mm-hmm. If we only keep five. Wait, you don't think Fields will make the team? I think Fields is a great practice squad candidate. That's a good question. I, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if if he did. Well, because he's a six-round pick, right? I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he did, and we want to have that backup to that role that we have slotted in the defense for JOK, just in case he goes down. The problem for Fields is he hasn't done it. He hasn't yeah, practiced. And he so. doesn't have anything on film. So I bet you you feel decent about being able to get that guy onto your practice squad if you need to. He didn't play today. He's barely practiced, and he yeah. didn't play today. Well, so. he just started practicing again this week, yeah. and then he didn't play in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I, I feel like it's fair I think, I think to he's say that get... he's not going to get signed away because he's a really specific type of player that fits our system, but not every system across yeah. the NFL, and okay. he doesn't have anything on, on tape. But, like, I think we want him. Yeah, like, I think, I think he's, he's gonna, a practice squad guy. He, I don't think he's – We want to keep him around, but he, there's just not room for him on the 53, especially with the lack of experience that he has. We're just not keeping a lot of linebackers. So, so you if, think we'll go with five, though, right? I do. I think it'll only be five and linebackers. you think it'll be Mac because of the Phillips injury? I think it probably will be Mac. I don't know. Elijah Lee's really good on special teams. So that might be the difference. I would be just fine with Elijah Lee over yeah. uh, Mac Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we should, we should, Matthew, if you ever just have, you know, three hours, you should compile all of Michael's hate for Mac Wilson from all the podcasts, <laughs> all into one hour long podcast. That's just the, Michael the Mac talking Wilson shit podcast. about Mac Wilson. Um, uh, all he, warranted and all fair. He, he might have lucked out. Um, I'm going to say Elijah Lee because I like, I like Elijah Lee's special teams. I mean, prowess. If, if we're making predictions, I'm going to say it's Mac Wilson. Okay. Yeah, I but, think I honestly expect it to be Mac Wilson too. Um, but if I'm voting, if I'm cheering for something, it's allegedly. All right, so that's five linebackers, and we get that gets us. And to that's 37. thin in linebackers, to be honest. Like in across the board, I, I do expect it to come in that thin, uh, but that's real thin on on linebackers. Doesn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me. It's what I expect. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, but I think I think the reason why we can go that thin at linebacker is the position group we get to next, which is the secondary. Yeah. And that's not five linebackers. That's six if you count Phillips. JOK. Walker. Yeah, it would be yeah, it would that's be six, six if we count Phillips. But I don't I don't think we'll have six linebackers on the roster at any given time. Well, no, I not, think it's not gonna if be we, five not if, active. not if we did that thing with Smith. If we're talking about what who's actually going on the active roster in order to keep Phillips, we'd have to cut Smith in order to squeeze it through. Like, okay, that's what I'm saying is five. Okay, so you're and saying we're, we're gonna do the gymnastics? I'm gonna say cutting, we're doing the gymnastics if cutting Malcolm Smith. Okay, I'm with you. Um, which gets us to 37. I mean, you could also do that with Elijah Lee, right? Like, you could just carry Phillips. I don't know that anybody's coming to pick up Elijah Lee. So, 
you could tell Elijah Lee, hey, hang on for a couple days and you'll be on our active roster. Yeah. And then, you, and then you don't do not do the max situation. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. So, but that's five. That doesn't work with a guy like Elijah Lee as well as it works for a guy like Malcolm Smith. It doesn't. I mean, it requires a little bit of trust, but if you're going to get on an active roster, great. Because Elijah Lee, somebody else calls and says, I have an offer for you on my practice squad. He, he's got to trust that the Browns aren't going to see a shinier new toy that they're going to take ahead of him. And for sure, that's a tough spot to be in. That's a super tough spot to be. Anyway, sorry, I you were moving on. No, 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 no. Yeah, we'll just move on to the cornerback situation. Um, Denzel Greedy, um, Newsom, Greg Newsom, Troy Hill, Troy Hill, AJ Green. I MJ feel real. Stewart? I feel real solid about AJ Green at this point. I feel like he's the fifth guy. He's he's gotten that whole run through preseason. As, as that next guy up, and there really hasn't been anybody that's challenged him. Um, I see no reason why he wouldn't be the fifth guy. I just don't see anyone else that like has stepped up and even challenged for the spot. And, and even the fact that they've been running Greg Newsom at the slot whenever they get the opportunity um, makes me think that they're comfortable taking an outside corner as, as the fifth guy because they feel like they have the depth that can play inside with the other guys that they're keeping. So yeah. I don't, I don't know that camp, that's even I that much of a debate. A big, this was a big question to me. I expected them to actually add like a veteran corner, which wouldn't entirely shock me if they wanted to give that AJ Green spot up if the, somebody hits the market and they like bring somebody in. I think they really value the corner position and having depth, and so it just is a matter to me of how much they like AJ Green right now or not. I think he's going to make the roster as of right now. And I don't think that MJ Stewart is going to. It's fine with me. MJ Stewart is so limited athletically. Like, he just can't run. Yeah. So, I mean, I've got those five corners, and I think those are the guys. But it is a spot where I definitely think they might be looking to pluck somebody from somewhere else. I wouldn't be surprised if they add, add talent at corner. And hold six. No, I think it'll be five. I think it might be at the expense of AJ Green's AJ. spot. Gotcha. Or, you know, yeah, they try to sense. get AJ, you know, on the practice squad or whatever the case might be. Right, so. I have, yeah, I have no. No qualms, no complaints. Um, five, so it gets us up to 42 with the cornerbacks. And then we'll go to the safeties, of which we got Del Pitt, John Johnson. Ronnie Harrison, LeCount, I think for sure. Did he play today? I don't think I so. Didn't I didn't see, see him. him. I didn't see him on the field, but I also didn't see him listed as a guy who was being be, held out yeah, for injury or otherwise. Yeah, me neither. So that that's interesting. But, I mean, as far as, like, backup free safety, we don't have, like, a true backup free safety, and he acquitted himself pretty well through the first two games, so I would be shocked if he uh, I mean, did It's between him and Redwine, it seems like it's a no-brainer. Yes. I mean, is there anyone else that, like, is in the running? Meander, is Meander was a linebacker, right? No, yeah, he's, no. he's gone. No, I, I don't, don't think I don't anyone else is in have... the running. Like, I just don't even think it's a question, honestly. I think the only other safety that's been getting a good amount of run and has a chance of making the team is Moffitt. But he's a strong safety. He plays right. in the box. He's not a he's not a free safety. Yeah. And I think the re- he has an increased chance of making the team because of Delpit's injury. Yeah. For sure. No, I think I think we start with five. So you 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 think Moffat makes I th- it? I think Moffat makes Moffitt? the team. Yeah. Because we need that depth. Like we can't rely on Grant Delpit to play the snaps that we need that safety to play right now. Mm-hmm. So you can roll, roll Moffat or LeCount out there, to to give you that three safety look, and roll John Johnson down, roll Harrison down closer to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, I mean my I'll five. I've I've got Moffat on my five as one of the five safeties we're gonna roll with. Thoughts? 
I just ha- I haven't watched. I, I don't. He I'm, hits, I'm trying to. He, I'm he trying to people. picture all of Moffat's plays, and I really couldn't. I really couldn't tell you, <laughs> except for the fact that I know that Redwine hasn't been great, and that I, mean, I don't I, think that he's part of the he, thing he, is he's going to make the team. If if Joe Woods really wants to play these three safeties all at the same time when they're all healthy, we have to have more than just a single backup. Yep. So. That, no, mean, that think, means there has to be five. No, I think we're going to have five safeties. Yeah. Yes. And if we have to have five, then it's a question of which, which two do you keep out of these three? Moffitt, well, LeCount, LeCount Le- or Redwine? I think LeCount's for sure making it. Yeah. I think the only argument is if it's Moffitt or Redwine, and I'm inclined to accept that it's Moffitt. Sheldrick Redwine has had every opportunity. Over the last two seasons, nobody has had more opportunity. Prove himself to be an NFL player. Position. There was a point on this podcast where I was a staunch defender of uh, Sheldrick Redwine, and he has uh, let you down. He has um, betrayed my trust. (laughs) I I no longer personally offended. Yeah, I'm no longer defending the man. All right, so if we go that route and go five safeties, uh, then we're at forty-seven. So you got to add the specialists. Plus so we're three sitting specialists. pretty. We got the three specialists, so that's fifty. So we've got. So three we got more the kicker, punter, long snapper. Um. Oh. So we got. Then that, that gets us to fifty for specialists. So we got. Yeah, three. I don't more. think you're doing your math right. Go through all the position groups. Two quarterbacks. Yep. Four running backs. And that includes Janovich? No. One fullback, seven. Okay. Five wide receivers, 12. Three tight ends, 15. Wait, wait, wait. Why only five wide receivers? Because he has four running backs. Because we have four running He's backs. He's putting Felton as a running back, not a wide receiver. Okay. Then we got eight or nine. Offensive linemen. Offensive linemen. That gets us to 24. 24. Um. Then we have, uh, then we have four or nine defensive linemen. That gets us to thirty-three. Um, then we have five linebackers. That gets us to thirty-eight. Then we have five cornerbacks. That gets us to forty-three. Then we have five safeties. That gets us to forty-eight. Specialists plus three specialists. Plus three specialists. Fifty-one. So we have room for two more. So the debate here, I think, is do we keep another offensive lineman? Do we keep another defensive lineman? Do we add maybe a sixth linebacker? Yeah. I think we probably add I think we probably add a sixth linebacker. And we add another offensive lineman. Because the linebacker helps you so much on special teams. Yeah. But, but then, if if we've got these running backs, we've got we've got Johnson who can play special teams, Janovich can play special teams, Felton plays special teams. We're talking about Schwartz playing special teams. The problem is we don't have that like grunt tight end body to play special teams, and that could be replaced by a by like an Elijah Lee mm-hmm. linebacker. Although we have him already on the No, we don't. We picked no, Mac Wilson. Oh, we picked you picked Mac Wilson. Yep, I think Elijah Lee makes the team in that instance. And then, since we, we're doing the Malcolm Smith gymnastics, you put Malcolm, you put Elijah Lee in there, and I then I think you add your extra offensive lineman, and those are the two spots. You know, you don't take the risk with James Hudson essentially. Okay, and which who's our it's either Forbes or Hans? Who's, who's our really ninth decide. and tenth offensive lineman? We didn't really decide between Forbes and Hans. Yeah, we. That's are, are we decision. assuming? Are we assuming Hudson? We're assuming Hudson, Makes and then the we team? pick Forbes or Hans. And I think it's Forbes. This is all I he. He did Forbes. get injured today, and I don't know what the status of yeah of that like, is. Like I so, think the decision could be made um, right there. It where could be made, but I would go Hans over Forbes. All right, so we're adding Elijah Lee in the linebacker room, bring it up to six, and then adding. Barring the injury, Forbes and Hans. That's mm-hmm. that's fifty three. That's it. 
Who's the biggest loser? Kadero Hodge. Yeah. Kadero Hodge got screwed. And the probably whoever loses out in the offensive line room. But they'll but they'll get a job. So I'm not th- I mean Well, so will Kadero Hodge. I think he will too, but it's I feel like it's harder at wide receiver than it is at um offensive line to a certain degree. Like everyone's always looking for offensive line depth and there's just a treasure trove of talent at wide receiver that just keeps getting renewed over and over again. So I do think it's a little bit harder to go somewhere new and like establish yourself at the wide receiver position. Can I can I make a crazy request in or proposition? No. Thanks in, for asking. Instead of keeping Mac Wilson, can we keep uh Johnny Stanton and just play him at linebacker? Anything that gets rid of Mac Wilson is fine with me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it depends on what exercise we're running here. Are we are we running the exercise of what do we think will happen? Then no, I'm not on board. Uh, no, I do love. I want Johnny Stanton a part of the Cleveland Browns in Although, some way, shape, or form. But so, I think he will be. He's not. Yeah. Gonna, he, he's not going to go anywhere. Yeah, so we we're saying that Elijah Lee could be back, but if we do keep a sixth linebacker, that could also open up room for Tony Fields. Depending on what he's been like, kind of in practice and in the meeting room, that might be the the slight sliver of light that he needs to make the fifty three. Because he's got the body for a special teams linebacker. Dude can run. He'd be an asset mm-hmm. if he if he yeah, doesn't spe- have broken feet. Especially if we can do the Swapsky gymnastics with Smith and Phillips, then then Fields definitely does. If we have six linebackers, he definitely makes the team. Um, and that'll round it out. I. There's some positions that I feel pretty confident about. Like, I, I really do feel pretty confident that Kadero Hodge is the one that gets the boot and that Higgins is the one that stays. Hodge played great tonight. Um, I'm happy for I'm glad he was able to put that, like, really good tape on. Like, if especially if he gets, like, cut, I feel like he's going to be in good shape. He's such a good special teamer. Like, I just can't imagine that guy not. And honestly, yeah, I... It will be interesting to see, you know, where we're off here and what ends up happening and how much sway special teams has um, in these decisions. Because in the last couple of years, like, we've seen a lot of, like, very special team specific players, like, make this team. And I wouldn't be surprised if Mike Prefer, like, puts his stamp on two guys that is, like, you can't get rid of these ones. Like, I got to have him. I mean, we've had Tavier Thomas here for a couple years, traditionally, just strictly as a special teams player. And I don't know that we don't have anybody listed on our 53 that is strictly a special teams player. That's clearly where we're lacking from our analysis standpoint. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, we've got guys who can be good on special teams. Like, I think LeCount and Moffitt and um, some of those back-end running backs and wide receivers will be good special teams players. But nobody who is – specialist per se listen i think half the reason we drafted demetric felton was to play special teams and he can play he can cover kicks he can return kicks he can like how much can we ask one player to do that's my thing on the periphery a lot (laughs) like it's like he's not going to be on like offensive snaps within the like standard offense so like he'll probably take like 10 to 12 offensive snaps a game at most, I would imagine. No, I don't think if he takes I, that many. There's no way he takes that many. I said at the most. With all the, all this offensive talent, I'd be surprised. I mean, I just can't imagine him taking 10 snaps a game. I don't know. Without we, injuries. We, we rotated our offensive skill positions, especially wide receivers, a right. lot more last year than I ever would have thought. Yeah. Like, we had Hodge even before, like, injuries set in. We had Hodge and DPJ oh. taking snaps. Like, Natson was in there, like, early in the season before he got hurt. But that's because he was the only, like, guy that we – the only, like, speed guy we had that could run, like, sweeps or things like that. It'll be interesting. I, I don't expect Felton to have, like, a standard role in the offense. But I could be wrong. I'm just itching to see – Schwartz play more. See if he can actually run a route. 
Still don't know. I still don't know the answer to that question. I think <laughs> I don't know if we. I will at the end of the season either. But <laughs> <laughs> but it'll be fun to see. Let's see how it plays out. All right. So that is us. That's our fifty-three. That's what we predict. We'll see how close we are next time. We will see you once again um, when we come back after Week One uh, matchup against the Chiefs. Hoping to start one and zero. You thinking we're not going to record next week? Yeah. No, I just said it. <laughs> declared it declared it to the ether well if we're not recording next week before we stop recording today we have to give a record prediction that's the biggest reason why i feel like we need to ha- 14 and three wow love it really throwing the hammer down is that like a realistic ex? Like your expectation is actually that the Browns are going to finish the regular season at fourteen and three? I don't. I don't think the expectation can ever really be that, because uh, things have to go your way over the course of the year to to get to fourteen wins, uh, especially with our schedule. I mean, I would be disappointed with anything less than twelve wins. I mean, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say it would be 12 and 5. I'm which 11 also, and 6. Which also, the, like, the, the numbers are just, it feels so different oh, to yeah. make yeah. end of the yeah. season prediction. It's harder math. Um, I'm just not used to it. I'm 11 and 6, which feels like if we actually finish at 11 and 6, it might not be great. But, like, there's hard games. Like injuries, like NFL seasons are just brutal. I mean, that's still ahead of where Vegas has us. So I don't feel like I'm like stretching things a whole lot by saying 11 and six. Um, that seems like a realistic expectation and we shouldn't be disappointed in I mean, a Chiefs, season that ends at 11 and six Chiefs, at all. Chargers, Cardinals, Steelers and Ravens twice. I mean, I'm not going to walk into any game thinking that we're, we're going to get blown out. Lose, yeah. And that's, Kind of what makes this season we've got feel two, great. We've got two like really hard games on the our Packers. schedule. One is the Chiefs, and one is the Packers. The, the Chargers other ones, is a really the other ones like Chargers. We might be, be a favored. Tough game. We play the Ravens, the Ravens twice. The Steelers won't be easy. I mean, I got the Lions November twenty. We barely beat the Bengals both times last year. <laughs> like. I mean, the, these like we assume these games are just going to be like. But we just got done beating the Steelers twice in a row to end last year. Yeah, they'll be pissed coming back. I mean, I they they have lots of talent on that football team. I feel like they have huge question marks at offensive line, but like that team is not going to go down easy. Um, I like our chances to beat them each time we play them, but I don't expect us to necessarily win both games against the Steelers is what I would say I would really like to it'd be fun if we're I don't want to like split with the Steelers and the Ravens I would like to lose to one of them twice and beat one of them twice if that's how it's going to shake out how fun how fun would it be if this is how it plays out if we beat the Ravens back to back on both sides of our bye week Man, that'd be fantastic. Nothing would make me happier. Just put them over a barrel. It's gonna be a huge like turning point in the season. Like if if either of those if if we're close going into those games, right there at the very end of, of the those, season, and us or the Ravens sweep both of those games, like huge flip. Oh in, yeah, in the balance of power. And hopefully, at that point, that that should pretty much decide the division. When we only have two more divisional games against the Steelers and then the Bengals. Um, okay, so then, uh, so Michael, you said 11 and 6. Yeah. I said 12 and 5, and Matthew said 13. No, he actually said 14, 14 and, and 3. 3. 14, 14 and 3. And 3. <laughs> all right, there it is. Love it, Matthew. Um, all right. Then, last but not least, Browns versus Chiefs. We have to pick that line. Ooh, what is the line right now? I know the Chiefs are favored. I think it's like Chiefs minus six and a half. Last I saw. Hmm. 
Is that what it is? Six and a half? According to DraftKings, it's Chiefs minus six. I Which will sports go book first. do we want to use? What do you use historically, Michael? MGM? No. I use like a I normally use like it's a conglomerate and it uses a it's like the average of a bunch of them basically. It's what I've used in the past. I'm gonna go first and I'm going to pick the Chiefs. Oof. Whew. Start off strong. Six? I just I I'm gonna pick the Browns. Like I don't know that we're gonna win. It's the first week of the season, like random things happen, but like I'll take our offense against that Chiefs defense every day and twice on Sunday. And uh, I'll take the Chiefs Chiefs offense against our new Browns defense in the first week. Oh, I but I think our defense is gonna cause way more problems for the Chiefs than they did last year. Yeah. I, I don't trust. Good. I don't trust that new offensive line to work together. They're they're starting three people on the right side of that offensive line: center, right guard, right tackle, who have never taken an NFL snap. And our full fledged defensive line coming full force. Exactly. Week one. I mean, it's fair. Um, yeah. The I think there's some six. problem problematic matchups for the Chiefs against our defense. We now have <clears throat> uh, more than one cornerback. And we have real safeties. So I think that makes a big difference. Patrick Mahomes has been playing all preseason. Every single snap. <laughs> Six points. Dang. I'm taking the Browns. Browns plus six. Michael? No. I haven't thought about this enough. Um, Matthew's not thinking. He's shooting from the hip. Yeah, yeah. 14, 14 and three. And three. <laughs> yeah, don't think. <laughs> um, good gracious. Come on. I Here's the thing. I don't expect the Browns to win that game. Do I think they could cover? Man. It's not that big of a deal, Michael. <laughs> yeah, just, geez, just make a choice. I do like our offense's chance to, like, really score a crap ton of points. We... And then the question we is, are we going to give up a crap ton in six? Yeah, I'll take the Browns. <laughs> I think they can. I think we can cover. It's going to be a close game. It'd be nice if it was in Cleveland instead of Kansas City. Um, but I'll I'll take the Browns. All right, there it is. You got it. I have no faith in our Browns, and we will see you after that game to see who is right. Um, I hope that it is my brothers, um, and then we come out with the win. Um, thanks so much for listening, everybody. It's going to be a great season. I am trying my best to keep my hopes at an all-time low um, so that they don't get dashed once more. Matthew's not abiding by that rule, yeah. apparently. Nah, um, life's too short. <laughs> so avoid the pain, brother. Um, thanks so much for listening, everybody. We really appreciate you. Um, be sure to reach out to us on our Twitter, at Sin of Our Fathers, um, or send us an email if you have any questions. Sin of Our Fathers at gmail.com. And thanks so much for listening. Have a great day. Go Browns. Go Browns. Mm-hmm.